I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Good to see you here. Okay, so I am late logging in. I was doing, um, actually, I was answering mentor cam questions. <laughs> Um, so uploading some videos, I try to do that, uh, you know, I can get them in because they're quick, quick answers for people, um, because sometimes scheduling an appointment with me can be weeks to months out, but I change my routine in the morning a little bit, um, doing my workouts, a different type of workout in the morning after my meditation, and I thought I had logged in, you guys, so chat going to take a while for people to get into the chat chat. Um, so I'm here finishing the mentor cam, answering some email questions, doing my soul insights, and I realize I'm not seeing the chat or seeing the, the switchboard up. And I'm like, oh, my God, Michelle, you didn't log in yet. You didn't sign in. So anyway, so we're, I don't know, two minutes late, whatever. Um, always great to connect with all of you here. Just love our connecting. I love our connecting and sharing so much. Um, those of you that know me for a long time, you just know that I, I just, I love connecting on the soul path. I think that's just one of the, my, one of my most favorite, fave, 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 fave things to do. If you happen to be new to the podcast, you kind of just uh, floated in, found us. Uh, people find us in the most interesting ways. Uh, there comes starting people to come in into the chat chat, the sacred space of empowerment room. Hello, those that are getting in there. Most of our listeners listen in the archives, the replays, so to speak, um, not in the live stream, but any hoo-hoo. Anyway, if you're new and you found this, uh, welcome. Shoot me an email, awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you want to hear, any topics or how you're doing on your path, if you have any questions you want answered on air. Uh, the number to call in if you just want to listen by phone or you have a question or comment or you want a reading, that number is 347-539-5122, 347 couple things I want to cover a little bit. Uh, one is I got quite a few emails and, and feedback, um, actually even in the chat, that um, people, you know, love it when I do a whole show and I just answer questions or I do readings. And I got a lot of uh, good feedback on, was it last week's podcast? 
So it is, a, it is the beginning of eclipse season and Mercury retrograde. So I think it was last week. Um, and would I do more of that? So I'm going to see about, I don't know about monthly, but maybe every two months, three months at the most, of scheduling a time to do more of the um, readings, uh, tune in with the guides or tune in, you know, astrology, whatever people are really wanting and it's a nice skill set, as well as the coaching and um, giving people things to do. Because I've also gotten feedback that a lot of what I say on the on this podcast, people go and do, and then it ends up having these amazing results for them where they attain what they want or it helps them in their life. So I'm going to open up more to that, um, a bit more to what I do with people in workshops and privately and in, uh, in um, Patreon. If that's something you want to see more of, let me know. Connect with me on Instagram. Leave me a comment in the comments. Um, and even, by the way, I'd love for more people to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm going to start mentioning it more and more. Kind of getting into it more. And I've and got to tell you, I, I, I love meeting people and then following how their soul path is unfolding, what's going on in their life. People leave comments. You know, I, I can see sometimes I'll screenshot and then make the picture bigger. So then I'm like looking at the person, you know. Same with MentorCam because people give me video questions. Most people, some people text them, but most people give me video questions so then I get to see the, the face more, get to see people. Um, and, of course, in Patreon we do that as well in my workshops. But anyway, connect with me on my YouTube channel, also Instagram. Um, there's a lot of crossover there. I'm getting ready to do more, even more uh, soul-centering the word content because it's not just content i'm not just doing content you know i'm putting content out there no i'm putting soul path tools insights awareness support really it's like a sense of support it's also part of my creativity that i'm putting out there so that's something you're interested in connect with me on youtube instagram mentor cam also had some questions about patreon What's the difference between Patreon and my workshops? Is it the same? Well, a lot of people that are follow me or connect with me on Patreon. Patreon is not really following. I mean, there, there are two tiers where people are just kind of following. They're getting information. They're subscribed. They're getting insights from the guides. Uh, Patreon, I put a lot of uncensored information of the, what I get uh, psychically the, through my visions and what I get from the spiritual hierarchy and the oversoul, such as this whole pandemic, everything I predicted three years ago. I just don't feel comfortable putting it out there broadly. I don't feel it support. And not some people don't want to know. You know, some people don't want that information in their life. They don't believe in it until it happens or they can't handle it. Um, or there's mistakes about what is the purpose of putting it. So, Patreon is, we do, um, it, you get videos, and sometimes I'm uploading at least once a week or a couple, you know, you get voice notes, you get me, what I'm going through, what I'm sharing, messages from the guides, a heads up on energy, what's going up, um, to keep people more abreast of what's happening and what to do, suggestions, uh, rituals, uh, ways to emotionally clear, meditations, um, it's for those that want a bit more personal support but don't want to do personal, individual, one-on-one 
inner work, or maybe they're doing it elsewhere. And also, a lot of the people on Patreon are helping me. They're supporting me. You know, I've been able to keep with investing my own money on keeping, you know, the podcast ad-free and some of the other things that I do. Um, I keep my rates, you know, lower with my courses and classes. Um, you know, so in the information that I'm putting out. So anyway, some people want to support me that way. Um, some people do donate, obviously, to Venmo and PayPal, but, you know, that's a whole other topic. But some people just want to do the Patreon that way. Now, the, the Soul Path Journey with Michelle, I call them Soul Path Journeyers, we meet every Saturday. And that is, this is, I do weave in advanced spiritualism principles and advanced metaphysics. But I give regular updates, again, with the guides, the oversouls. Um, they do get quite a lot of information. And it is, but it's not a structured class. So sometimes I tune in and I do readings for everyone. Or I say, oh, this is what I'm picking up, you know, what people are going through. And we talk about it. I'll do individual readings, uh, you know, three, two, three, four, five, ten minutes. It's much more personalized, but it's also it's a it's a metaphysics and spiritualism salon. It's really like a, a meetup. It's conversational. It's like, what do you want to talk about? I have I have the information I receive individually from the guides of let's say an idea of a direction to go in, or what I pick up on what people are going through psychically, or what's going on in the world. People ask me questions sometimes about you know what's going on with the economy, what's happening. Um, so that kind of heads up I will give in that Patreon group and within the Soul Path Seeker uh, tier also. But it is more self-generated. So it's like sitting in my house. In fact, we get our tea, our coffee. Uh, I am in my house. And it's like we're chit-chatting and people can pick my brain. And they can tell me what they're going through, what's working for them, or, you know, they'll have questions. And I tell people, bring your questions in. I'll answer it psychically, or I'll ask the guides. Uh, last week, part for part of it, we did a tune-in, actually, with the guides. But it isn't, it isn't structured, per se. It's for those that are really consciously working out there in the world, and they're like, I want to talk about this, or I want to know about this, or what does this mean, or what is going on. So it's also... Um, reciprocal. It's not like when you just sometimes you take a course or a class or a seminar, you just show up and you just get information. It's one way. Uh, the Patreon group is a, is a two-way stream with the participants, with all of us. We're all learning from each other. Um, and so in a way, it's kind of like your clinicals or the practical to your to the theory. It's the it's the practical connecting to what you're learning and, and doing out there in the world. Um, so that's the difference with that. Um, I hope I explained it well. If you need more explanation, just email me, awakeningspodcast at gmail.com, and, um, you know, or hit me up on YouTube or Instagram in the comments, and, you know, I can explain more. We also do have on Patreon, there is a community chat um, actually on Instagram, so people keep in touch with each other. People... It's also a place where people of like mind can connect in, you know, you're learning and growing and sharing, but then a lot of people connect with each other, you know, outside of the, the, the group per se, and help each other share. Some people have done collaborations together. So it is kind of a hub, and I, I keep a minimum exchange in for me, um, 
yeah, so we meet on Saturdays. So I'll talk more about it. I've just lately had quite a few people asking what's the difference. Now, before we get to callers, again, 347-539-5122, I'm going to mention uh, Synergy. And maybe I'll put the link in the chat or if someone could go to my website and put the link. Let's see. Let me see if I can find my so everything I do is structured around what are the changes that are coming up? What are we going to need to do or, or, or learn as a collective? And I offer that as my offerings, my services, my courses, and my classes, um, that whole uh, focus. And we are in this next level of awakening where we're getting nudged more and more, and this is why the ego is feeling it has less and less control, we are getting nudged more and more to relate from our soul and then eventually as our soul. I didn't think, I, I knew this was going to be happening. I didn't think it was going to be this quick. I didn't think it was going to be the timeline. And again, that's not for everyone. So I'm kind of working, you know, with a set group that really kind of is answering their soul call. They're hearing their soul call. They're, they're knowing that they have something very special to do in their life and they're, you know, they're, they're feeling they're, they're, you know, they're moving towards it. So moving from being a human design to a soul design is what's going on. How do we live this way? Um, any course or class or workshop or course series I put out there is not the same as the next. There could be elements, a common thread or theme through it, but the content, the, the um, curriculum, the soul path work or um, inner work will not be um, the same. So this, the, what's coming up um, in June is synergy, higher frequency living for manifesting as your soul. So we're going to go from ego manifestation in, into manifesting or understanding from the, moving from the human design to the soul design. That, and within that, manifesting from your soul, learning about that, stretching that muscle of connecting in it and accessing from the higher self to manifest. Then from there, we're going to go into how do you begin to manifest as your soul. So this course basically is like to assist, support, enlighten in your own self, inner self, lower self to higher self discovery, and living and manifesting as your soul. We go into your soul's purpose, your soul's destiny, we go into the main universal laws, how to, how to activate the law of magnetic attraction. What is that? How to get into resonance? Because you can't use the law of magnetic attraction to express, experience, and manifest as your soul if you're not in resonance with your soul. That's what a big kind of mistake a lot of people don't realize. They focus so much on the law of magnetic attraction, and people have heard me talk about this in various ways. I also have my understanding universal laws and activating the law of magnetic attraction um, CD and MP3, and I go into that. But people now are ready for that because people are understanding themselves more as an energetic being. I've been talking about this since, I don't know, early, late 1999, you know, 1997, 98, whenever that CD first came out. And magnetic attraction seems so cool, like, okay, I'm going to attract it. But if you're not in resonance to what you want to attract, you're not going to attract it. It's going to go right by you. You don't recognize it. It's not in your sphere. 
So this is all about how do I understand myself as an energetic being, the energetic flow, my, the energetic inner world, and manifest from the inner world to, manif- to begin to manifest in the physical world. That simply means to make visible or physical. Comes manifest, comes from French, or old French. So now that we're understanding ourselves with more people are understanding themselves more as energetic beings, connecting more through the subtle energy, understanding that there's an etheric plane or etheric body, a mental, emotional, astral, the Akash, understanding that now we can play a bigger game. But you have to understand this and live this way because that's the whole key to resonance. And following the openings, what are, you, what's, what are you drawing in? And then you begin to make changes, which I love supporting people to do this, to make the changes that your resonance becomes what you want to manifest. You can't manifest what you're not resonating to. So anyway, so when then we talk about moving into conscious creation, understanding that, uh, understanding synergy. You have to have synergy before you can have synchronicity. So if this all sounds like something you would be interested in, oops, I said I would put the link in the chat. Okay. <laughs> so, I already forgot. I got I'm getting carried away here. Um, and this is, again, everything that I do is a preparation for the next probably six months onward of what is going to be coming up for people. What are they going to be? Let's see. I'm going to put it in the chat chat. There we go. Synergy, synergy. And I really, I had the title as Higher Frequency Living for Expressing or Manifesting as Your Soul. And I've been doing so much with synergy and getting a lot of messages about synergy and synchronicity. I thought that's what it is. The the new energy, connecting more as as the creator beings that we are, um, which means conscious creation, you are in a flow. And that synergy is a mutually beneficial flow between you, your higher self, all aspects of parts of you, the totality of you, the hologram. And therefore, the universe. So we're going to be playing a much bigger game. I'm really kind of excited about this. Um, Everything that I do. And then some people ask, is soul-centered living coming back? Yes, that and a soul traveler path. I just have been because um, I am going to be doing much more on a group level to, to support people while these major big changes are happening in the collective and they affect individually and how the individual changes are, are happening for people as well. That's my whole thing in supporting. That's why I came back on the earth plane to do this. And the beauty is that I, everything that I do is connected to the guides and the oversouls. So, you know, it's like you get the information and start applying it and living it and learn it. It's all about adjusting to the new paradigm and being able to open up to the energies, frequency, the content, the beliefs, the ideas of the new emerging consciousness embody that and then help to manifest the new reality. That's where we're going. 
Just really quickly, then I'm going to get to callers, 347-539-5122. I wanted to touch on something to be aware and look at. This is the shadow, one of the shadow aspects that's really coming up. I, I just, I've been looking at it for a while, this whole idea of woke and how it has a, it's a pejorative. It's a, there's a derogatory term about being woke. And it is this false wokeness. And one of the things that I've been seeing in this next, uh, eclipse season, which has already started on the, what was it, the 17th. Um, you know, each eclipse season, and it's about an 18-month to two-year uh, mini-cycle, right? A lot of the, the eclipses build upon each other, is with a focus. And it's, this one is a lot about separating out from what isn't real. I posted a lot on a, uh, Patreon about the eclipse and what to do. Uh, so uh, the night of the eclipse, right as it was happening at, at 9.14, I, I got the download. I was in meditation. And um, it's very interesting because we have on a spiritual level this whole idea of awake, awakening, awakenings. And the reason this podcast is called Awakenings is because the awakening is happening in all sectors. It's not just a spiritual awakening. It's a mental, emotional, physical, a financial, an economic. Um, it is understanding our, ourselves more as a resource that money is not the only energy. Our, we are energetic beings. So the, the idea of understanding ourselves as a resource is connecting in or plugging into our own energy to then connect into universal energy. So everything has energy. Things have energy. But things that are alive with a higher level of consciousness hold even more energy and a higher vibrational frequency. So we have this whole idea of awakening and living awake and then this woke idea. And it comes to mind to me, just like in astrology, you have the, the lower octave, middle octave, and higher octave of a sign. So you have the lower level, the lower manifestation that has more wounding, and, and, and more filtering, the energy is more distorted. And that's what it is when we say lower octave or higher octave. It's like there's, like in music, when there's a lot of distortion, unless that's what you're trying to do, but even though it can be hard on the ears, when there's a lot of distortion, the free-form flowing energy of source isn't as clear, isn't as melodic, isn't as harmonious. It has misinterpretations. Just like there's a lower level energy of a new world order, of course there's going to be a new world order. Everything. When I clean out my closets, there's a new world order in my closet. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I put stuff back in, there's a new order. So there is a fear of that because, yes, there is a lower vibrational energy of that, a lower vibrational energy of government, a lower vibrational energy of police, a lower vibrational energy of nuns and priests and dentists, whatever. You know what I mean? And psychics, okay? Tarot readers. You know, there's a, not all gypsies, but there, there is a generalization of a certain type of tarot reader that, you know, takes advantage. So we have to start looking at that. What is the, and again, these are some of the things we go over in Patreon and deeper, you know, um, and some and courses and classes. But we're going to be, these eclipses are showing individually how do I sense and feel and know what is a lower vibrational frequency for me or higher octave because the higher octave is always going to connect you to 
the clearer, cleaner channel. So less distortion in your energetic patterning as a being, as a person, as a soul being, and connects you more to your soul. The lower the, the distorted vibrational experience and expression of anything, with all sorts energies, keeps us caged in our wounding. So we're getting to see this play out right now, the complementary. What right now we're seeing it as the opposite, the opposite to human rights or, you know, it's all people's rights. But right now we're seeing it like, oh, it's gay rights, it's women's rights, it's this right. It's so separated out because it's operating from the lower vibrational frequency of the ego and egoic wounding. The higher vibrational frequency would be saying all rights are perfect, all rights are necessary. We need to consider all rights or all people's rights or rights in this whole area. How do we do this? A little key for all of you is the higher vibrational frequency will move you always into the creative energy, the creative flow, and the flow that brings much more unification and harmonizing. So we're fleshing out the lower vibrational frequency, the distortion, but first it has to come up in different ways and forms to see it. And this is going to be happening individually with people as well as groups. Oh, Sue, I'm going to, oh, I can't wait to our dream class. Have we opened up your dreaming channel? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, can't wait to hear. All right, I'll be talking around this. We're going to get to callers, 347-539-5122-347-539-5122. Okay, let's get to the first one I welcome you're on air. Hello. Hey, thank thank you for taking my call. Um, I wanted to ask a question, but you also said something about, you know, a good subject. And I thought maybe a good subject would be, would be what is the next shortage going to be? Being the baby formula is like really horrible right now. But my other, my my personal question that I was going to ask is, we live on our boat and our motor is messed up, and I didn't know I could claim it on my insurance. So we've claimed on our insurance, and I'm like, when when do you see us getting it fixed? Seems to be, are you paying off some stuff also? feel seems like there's a little bit of a delay of when you feel, are you asking when you fix it because that's you guys or when the money comes in? Well, it'll be money from the insurance to fix it. So, you know, we got to wait on the marina to send pictures. Yeah. And... And yeah. then we got to hear from it's definitely, the. Um, it's definitely it's definitely coming in. It could be, but I feel like it comes in and you don't fix it right away. So I don't know what's going on with that. If you need to get help or hire someone or what's going on, there seems to be a little bit of a delay after you get the money in. What's your uh, first name? Uh, Michelle. Oh, Michelle. Yeah. As me. Okay, let's see when. So the better question is when's the money coming in? Because when you fix it is up to you. There's no right, right. on that. Um, well, there was a part that was all the way up in uh, Minnesota. Maybe. And, of course, we got to get the insurance to approve of it first. Um, but so far that's the only place we've found a part. Well, uh, and it would be a new it. part, maybe which is expensive. Maybe it takes longer to get the part. Because I see, because I see the money coming in. 
and I don't see you getting it fixed right away. There's a bit of a delay. Now, I'm not talking about months. Like, I'm not talking about, oh, you're going to get it fixed in August or something. But it seems like the money comes in maybe in a month or two, three weeks, something like that. But then there's a delay. So maybe the part's gone or it takes some time to mail it. I don't know. But that, that's what I'm seeing. I see you getting it fixed, but and the money, you know, the money comes in. Then there's a little bit of a delay, and then you finally get it taken care of. So something, it's not with it, that part's not, you know, the delay for whatever reason, maybe it's somebody that you're hiring, I don't know. But it does show coming, the money coming in does show you getting it fixed. You'll be able to be going, tooling around in the summer months for sure. Yeah, we're so ready. <laughs> we even kind of broke down since <laughs> uh, we got here, since we got here of October of last year. Oh, my gosh. And what kind of boat? I love boating. It's a it's a river yacht. It's a Monticello river yacht. Mm. And what's how many? It's what's the feet? Sixty feet. Oh wow! Wow! It's an old boat. It's a 1990, but we've been working on it since we got it, and we worked all last summer, and then we're working this summer yeah. too. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, years ago I took uh, sailing lessons. Which I must admit, I'm I'm better crew than manning the boat. I kind of freaked my instructor out. <laughs> I could because on a <laughs> I, bet. I can I can sail. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. I can a, a rudder. I I can using the steering wheel. I can easily do that. Darn rudder. You have to. Everything's opposite. You know. So I'd want to turn. It was when we were go, going to Betty to park the boat. I was. He's like, ah, you gotta turn it. I'll be able to <laughs> oh my That's god! Yeah, he was like, I don't think he was much for women. He was like a t- stereotypic old time sailor, skipper type, very ruddy complexion, older guy. We had a sailboat just, before anyway. we got this one. We had a sailboat so before you? we got this one, and it is fun to get up on the hill. It's kind of a yeah. your heart races. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same with like a, on a catamaran. That oh boy, that. Um, oh, I bet that but was. there's something nice I'm, about the motor, too. There's something nice about just going out there, whatever it is. However you get out there, motor or manpower with the sail, um, just getting out there in the ocean is nice, the sea or lake or whatever. It's just it's amazing. I used to take it out and, you know, work, write. Oh, gosh, Michelle. Well, keep us posted. Good to hear from you. I will. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Sue in the chat. Now you got me so curious. I can't. I think we have a dreamscape class next week. I think. Wait to see what you got going on in the dream world. Hi, you're on air. You're on air. What's your first name? Eight six zero. I'll come back to you. Yeah, you there? What's your first name? Yeah, you're on air. It's Emily. Alma? Yes. Amla or Alma? Amla. Amla. Hi, welcome. Z- thank you, thank you. I so I, I was, was like, is Alma calling me? Is Alma G calling me? Alma, divine mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so I actually am going to Florida for. Arici, and I was just wondering, I really feel ready to meet somebody 
you feel like I'm going to meet somebody there or somebody in the next month or two? Next month or two, but I do feel that there is, you know, this is a year for people connecting, collaborating, and relating. So I do feel a lot of relationships coming together. It's just things happen, you know, not always like right at January 1st or January or February. Let's see. Online cards are reading some. Wait, where are you going? Are you going somewhere where there's water or beach? Yeah, kind yes, yes, cove? absolutely. I'm on, I'm on the ocean front. Oh. Yep. Oh, nice, nice. Going to have a great time. Now, I do feel like there's a lot of talking and flirting and out and about at some cafes or something. I see the water in a cove, people walking around with flip-flops, you know, very um, resorty, beachy yes. attire. And I feel yes. like you're going to have – you could meet – well, no, that's interesting. I, I feel you talking with someone, but I don't know where it goes. I don't, I'm not saying, like, oh, my God, you're going to meet the one there. But I definitely feel like I would say it's priming the pump, you know what I mean, to, to draw that person in. You're okay. just lovely, having a great time, laughing, talking to different people. Um, yeah. There's like a, a bar area. You're going with someone? Because I see someone in like a white T-shirty dress or something with you, unless that's you. Is someone with you? Uh, nope, I'm actually alone. Oh, then you're going to meet people. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of definitely. Well, get it's, it's, out it's, it's, I, there, go ahead. Go ahead, Michelle. No, it's with. No, go ahead. I, tell me what. I just feel like I'm just so like I'm not saying I, I've done so much spiritual work and I'm so incense. I'm very evolved, so it's very interesting meeting people who are my wavelength because I always feel like I'm always the teacher and I just I want to learn too. So, yeah. Yeah, no. no, you will be. I mean, there there is a different shift. And before, you know, a lot of times when we're in those teaching type relations, and believe me, I've been there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of one time years ago. Uh, shout out, should I say his name? I don't know. So long ago, but anyway, it was funny because we did we did couples counseling, and of course, okay. I'm a new therapist, and I'm always and and I'm saying. You know, and I was trying it out with him. I'm like, well, how does that make you feel? And I was, you know, and what do you feel? Or how, how does that, what do you want to, how do you think? And this, so I was like feeling my, you know, I'm like all oh, shit. I'm all that. Then we go into counseling and I'm using that. And the counselor just looks at me and goes, oh, you got the counseling patter down. I'm like, yeah. So I thought it was so great. She says, is that how people really talk in regular relationships? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She's like. Yeah, do you just do people normally turn to their friend or a family member and go, "How does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. How, what do you think about that?" And I'm like, "I guess not." You know. Anyway, so um, and I was going to say, a lot of times when we we attract those kinds of relationships, it's because it's safe. There's a safety there. So you know, once you do enough inner work, it's like those kinds of things can be yeah. dropped. And you're not in that teacher, perpetual teacher role. In fact, I learned to hold stuff back, just not always say something or know something, even if I know it. Because it is hard. Once you start knowing more and know inner words, or you become more intuitive or psychic or you study a lot, you do know more. But sometimes you have to just hold back on that and and just hear somebody else's point of view. So I don't feel you're going to attract that. But I definitely do feel that wherever you're going, I see a bar 
a long kind of bar. I see like uh, it could be like a bar restaurant because definitely there's some place that's outdoors because I see people in outdoor tables. And yes, that makes sense. That there. makes complete sense. Yes, yeah. Okay. So I think there's going to yeah. be other people or there's a group or you could be standing waiting to get some kind of drink or food and then you start talking to the person next to you and then you guys are talking. Oh, where do you come from? Oh, where are you? Oh, and then somebody else talks. So I feel like it's definitely oh, energetically there's this opening for you by going. Definitely. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Wow. I really feel, and it's actually an astrology retreat, so it's like a lot of learning oh, there too. Oh well, there so. we go. Well, there we go. That might be too what I'm seeing. People talking to you, you getting to know more people. Yeah. Go to get a bite. Yeah. I mean, or you're I, out I, and about. yeah, yeah. I actually am yeah. zooming from the hotel because you know it's I, this COVID. I just want to be uh, as as cautious as and just as my preference. So you know, it's in person, but there are 50 people and. I just kind of don't feel comfortable with that, especially with Florida. And it just, with yeah, I just would rather be on my own at the hotel and zooming in. It just feels makes me feel so much more at ease and comfortable, and I could okay. just do it wherever. Well, yeah, you meet some good yeah. people through the through the through the astrology workshop, but I see you meet, see talking to people um, out and about. Awesome. I see you walking out and about. Yeah, I see you out. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, oh, that's you're actually, going to Florida. Actually, no wonder I'm seeing beach weather and warm weather and yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, I mean, and, and the people who are actually going to be at the hotel are the participants at this particular astrology oh, retreat. So yeah, that, I mean, so we're all be to hang out. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. probably you're standing there and getting your oh, I saw you in the how do you like the car? Because I was thinking, why these people are really chit chatty with her. So yeah, and it makes sense, sense yeah, to me. It made great. sense to me to stay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you can go anywhere in Florida and Zoom anywhere, but I'm like, well, why as well just make a vacation and stay with the people in the hotel flying over? Let them do the in person. Let them do their thing, and I'll do my thing at the hotel. So it's a win win yeah. for me. I mean, it's a vacation I is what you make of, of it. Ways, yeah, yeah, I actually, in a lot of ways, um, prefer Zooming. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Because then I can get up, do different things, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, of course, I've been working online or, you know, doing workshops. Uh, most of it has been by, well, with teleconferences and a few yes. video conferences. And, you know, but now because of everybody Zooming, there's no more tele, you know, conference so much. But I love that freedom that I could be anywhere. I travel. I travel so – and. You know, I could be in the mountains, I'm working with my clients, or I'm doing the podcast, or I'm doing my courses or classes yeah. or Patreon. And, I, you know, I just really think it's the way to go. I think um, and it, re- it really and it is. And, and yeah, yeah, and it's just, and it just um, you know, the fact that it really gives you, like you just, you, you hit it on the head. It, it gives you the freedom. Like this, this retreat was a little jam-packed for me. And it's like, it, it, I don't want to go to Florida to be indoors the whole time. It's from nine to five. Yeah. So if I miss a Zoom exactly. workshop, it's fine. I could listen to the replay. I could do my own thing. Exactly. So that's why I chose to, to Zoom oh, as well. Because, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I know. I can't tell you how many people I have that have I've never even met or seen that take my workshops, and this has been from a very long time, even the tele-workshops I used to do, they just 
get the recording and they're like, oh, I, oh, I was able to do the inner work. I did the, the processing. They, oh, it's great. And they sign up and they're like, oh, I don't, I'm not going to be, some of them don't join because they're like in Europe or like it's, I think I had one person, wherever they were, it was the next day, like 3 a.m. So they're like, I love you, but I don't want to get up that early. I'm like, fine, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right, the freedom. And why not? You get the replay. You get, you have a question, you just, you know, email. Yeah, and, and it's just, that, that it session. felt like a job. Yeah. I felt like very rushed, you know, because it's, 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 it's only two and a half days three days so it's just like from nine to five you're constantly you're not even moving you're basically in a conference room so I I wouldn't I'm like let me go by the ocean let me do things let me yeah so it's just you know what's what feels right for you is right for you and this is my little vacation my way of doing it so yeah yeah makes sense makes sense but I'll keep you posted well please keep it posted but definitely I even feel in your energy you're just you're ready you're up you're engaged you know your life you're like I'm ready so you'll definitely be attracting someone soon that's for sure that's I can't wait to talk to you again and keep you posted for sure me too all right talk to you later thank you hey again you're welcome. Three four seven five three nine five one two two is the number. I'm looking at joy, fun, happiness in the chat. I'm gonna to get to her question and we'll get um a her. I feel her energy. Um or can I say that? I mean deeper. Speaking of no, it wasn't Florida, I think it was Wisconsin. Oh, don't quote me. Don't quote me. Uh, but someplace where kids, eighth graders, were getting charged with sexual assault because they did not use the pronoun they for one of their classmates that was transitioning. I don't know from male to female. or fe- Oh, identifying, not even transitioning. And I'm like, oh, my God. I did something recently at a conference where they sent me this thing, like, how do you identify? And I'm like, they, they, he, she, he, she, we, she, I don't know, she, anyway, not to be pejorative or put anybody down, but I just, I do think there's just a lot going on in the world that these kinds of things are distractions. And I just put not, I'm identifying as however you see me. Um, And I get it. People want to be acknowledged. Again, this is the lower vibrational frequency of the energy, a soul expression. People are overly identifying that their soul, instead of identifying with their soul connecting inward, it's, you know, and I get it, that's part of the earth plane is the outer, um, but we have to find a balance to this so it's not distracting from the spirit aspect or spiritual aspect. All right, joy, fun, happiness, let's see. Coming up for you. Well, a lot of work for sure. Um, I'm also going to trip on Memorial. Definitely there's dating options coming in for you. It seems like with you it starts a bit lighter, like there's options or you keep it light, and then one of these options turns into uh, something. One could stay more kind of friend, kind of. Um, I feel a lot of people out and about around the water in boats, by the way. Lake, I'm also hearing lake, not just beaches. So I don't know if you're going someplace where there's a lake. Um, oh, chaos and assistance. Okay, we're going to get to that, and then we'll get to our caller. Probably we'll get to our guest at 1250. So 
see if they're on the line. Let's see. I think I can I take your call. Hi, welcome. Hello, welcome. Hi. You're on air. Hi, this is Kay. Hey, Kay. What's your question? Hi, I'm the Kay that's in the queue. <laughs> I'm in the chat. Oh, you are? Thank okay. You. Oh, okay. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, I have a quick question. Actually, I'm a little torn, but I'm going to ask this one. So I had a, um, uh interview, second interview, third interview, and I did not get selected for that position. It was a little bum, but, you know, got lift myself back up. And I had... Uh, a couple of headhunters reached out to me from finding my info on LinkedIn. And one was just, uh, she was really, really impressed. And this job opportunity is phenomenal. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. And she said that she was going to uh, relay it to the client. And then she, I mean, the, it just sounds magnificent. And then she got back with me yesterday asking for my time. She said that, um, the client looked at my resume and was really, really impressed. Um, and I gave my availability to chat. Well, she contacted me today, and she said um, they still would love to speak, uh, but they were considering another position as well. And, of course, I didn't want to – I mean, I still want to talk with them, definitely. But it almost felt like, wow, okay, so this wonderful, wonderful opportunity, and now you're looking to – for another position, and it's not it, – it's still within the same area, but it would definitely be a step down from the original one. And I don't want my personal feelings <laughs> to gauge how yeah. I handle this. Um, but I'm just trying to see, what do you feel on this? Yes, don't take it personally. Um, I feel that they're kind of – juggling and I don't feel their view. There's something in your skill set that is, is more suited. I don't know if it's experience-wise or something that within that particular job description, like one or two things are very connected or aligned to that. Now, I do feel like there is room to grow there. That's one thing. The other thing that I'm hearing from uh, your energy that I'm picking up uh, psychically is that you do, even though it seems like you're kind of like wanting to quickly get something, get good at, you know, get a position. I feel yes. like you, whatever your skill set is, you are very in demand. And I feel like that's also why these people reached out. So I do feel like this is the time for you to pick, pick and choose more. Okay. If you take the lower one, because I do feel there will be an offer. If there's not the growth, you will move on and you will not have difficulty moving on. So there is something about you picking and choosing um, okay. right now. And that, again, is a okay. energy. It has all to do, um, yeah, it has all to do with, with this, what fits into the bigger picture. And what mm, I do hear okay. specifically from your higher self and your, your team is you're very mm -hmm. certain about what you want and where you want to go and what you want to do, what you want to create. So yes, my intuitive suggestion would be is to follow your own intuition, your own inner knowing, because you have, mm -hmm. you have a plan in mind, and it's not only possible but improbable, uh, not just a possibility but a reality. It's a probability possibility that turns into a reality. So whatever you're seeing in your mind of what you want is definitely possible. 
and okay. let that be your guidance, okay. your guiding force. Okay? okay. If that makes sense. Okay. It does. It does. Like I said, I thank you for saying not taking it personal because again, the, even the the quote unquote lower one, it, it has. It is. There's nothing wrong with it because it's similar to what I'm doing. Well, was doing before I Already. lost my job. Yeah. Um, but yes, that's why, but see, that's why they honed into it, because you were already doing yeah. it, that, that you were doing it, and you did it well. And that's what yeah. they gravitated towards. But the other one has you the know. potential, the salary, to be better, and it's a growth. I mean, it, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, but I'm, sometimes, I'm, I'm people don't, sometimes people don't see something. I remember years and years ago when I was a model, I beat all these huge models cover on this billboard. I got hired, and it was like my, it kind of gave me a false impression because I thought, whoa, this is easy. I'll get mm. these kinds of jobs. I mean, they even paid me to run it again at building. And the only reason, because I was curious, why did I get the job? Mm. On the billboard, the, the woman had to be wearing a hat. I was the only one, the only model that had a picture with a hat, and they wanted a sure thing. Mm. Mm. is sometimes people don't see it i mean they have brilliant positions you know but they don't see they're looking on pay and they're like oh she's done this before and she did it well that's why i said they honed in on one or two things and they're like oh oh she's she's done this before she knows this of course you can and that's exactly yeah exactly exactly okay Okay, so that's when that's you say don't take it, it personal. Is. That's what. That's, that's what. Okay. why. Yeah, that's why. Okay. It's not that you can't. Okay. They're just like, oh, you know, and everybody's afraid. You know, there's a fear in that culture, kind of corporate, and modeling is corporate culture. Mm-hmm. Because somebody's above them, they don't want to pick the wrong thing. Well, of course, they should have had a hat there, had people try on hats. But it's like, no, they're like, oh my God, how is it going to look? We don't want to book somebody. And if they look horrible yeah. in a hat, let's pick her. Right. You know, her first. Right. So that's what I feel with you. They're I, looking at those two things and going, oh, let's, okay, let's just, it's safe. Yeah. So, but okay. I do think right. there would still be growth. But trust your, trust okay. your intuition on Trust your gut. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, take, thank you so much. Uh, stay tuned. You're welcome. We've got a great guest right. coming on. All right. Thank you. We've got one more caller, and then we get to our guest. Hello. Welcome. You're on air. Hello, Hi. Hello. Thank You're you for taking air. my call. Hi. What's your first name? Hi. Hi. Let me keep talking. Can you hear me? I can yes. now. What's your first name? My name is Tony. Hi, Tony. Oh, what's your question? My question is, Come June 13th, I'm going to start a new job, and I'm actually feeling super excited about it. Um, I did take a cut in pay, but uh, my question is, uh, what do you do you see uh, any promotion, hopefully, in the near future with this location? Ooh, looks good. Looks really good. Plus, there's something you're going to feel comfortable about. Either it's the position you feel very comfortable in. You know, sometimes when we're in a position that we feel really comfortable with, we shine even more. You know, it's like I feel like there's something either from a past job, past position, or just some shift that you've had internally that you feel really good in this situation. Um, 
I definitely do feel. Let's see, got to turn up the something's in your background. It's kind of pulling on me. It's, yes, I'm trying to turn um, it off. <laughs> oh my oh, okay, god. Okay. Yeah, I definitely do. There you go. I do feel and see. I do see and feel growth potential there. Also, um, you're going to be getting, especially towards the close of the year, maybe as early as October, October, November, kind of very. Um, project-based or doing something on the side or looking at, at long-term of what you want or where you want to go. And so that energy is also going to harness openings. Um, you may be there for a certain period of time and then end up talking with someone and saying, hey, I'd like this position, you know, or is it, there, there could be an in-house um, new position. What do you call it? Like a, another uh, position come up that you interview for is what I'm hearing. So it looks mm-hmm. like a good move for you, Tony. Looks like a good move. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm really. I mean, hope. Let's hope. God hears. I mean, I'm really excited about this. I think I made the, the right choice. The only thing that was like, oh, I took a very. I mean, I took a, cut, cut and pay. <laughs> but I'm gonna well, try to figure out on that one. Like talk just, down the road. You know, I think it's going to be workable. I don't. I don't see you. Um, you know, I. I yeah. I, I feel like there's there is there is growth potential there. Definitely. All right, sweetie, keep listening. We've got our second half of the yes, program. Yes, thank you very much. Too. I appreciate. Bye bye. You're welcome. Bye bye. All right, awakenings crew. We have got our second half of the program happening now. Um, we have with us Walter Zajac, I hope I'm saying that right, um, psychic as well, author of They Came, Beyond Deja Vu. And let's see. Hello, Walter. What's going on? Hi, Hi Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Thank you Hi. so much for having me on. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, so um, <laughs> I tried to connect with you. I'm like, yeah, fellow psychic. I love it. Um, yeah. quite, and let's just dive in a little bit because I read a little bit of uh, up on you, um, uh-huh. and I, I feel like your your um, kind of story where you came from and how you connected into your psychic ability. Um, I feel is pretty pretty cool, pretty unique. Uh, going to that Toltec shaman counselor and uh-huh. uh, yeah. so kind of. Start there. Let our listeners know a little bit about you. Then we'll come connect into they came beyond deja vu because that's it's more of a of a novel, right? Is my understanding? Well, I wrote it as kind. a novel, but it is my okay. story. Every scene in the book happened to me, and I specifically decided to write it as a novel in order to uh, protect the privacy of people involved, some of whom were antagonists and some were protagonists. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good yeah, it's know, my story, and it's and, and like you just soon. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, How do you and, handle that? I mean, that's a that's an interesting thing, right? Because obviously, your life isn't your life on your own. You have people in it, and ha- yeah. you know how to handle <laughs> that. So you don't have yeah. to censor yourself. Also, you don't want to make it look like all unicorns and rainbows because some people were not unicorns and rainbows in our lives. So, you know. Yeah. You know, and and it's interesting. Um, one of the shows that I, uh, your past shows, recent shows that I tuned into, you and your guest uh, Rachel uh, Fiore, I think is her name. You were talking about yeah. the fact that authentic awakening is 
not uh, being positive all the time. It's also being aware of your dark side and having an acute yeah. level of self-awareness, right, and of your unhealed stuff. Yeah. And this uh, is one of my main goals in writing the book, telling my story in order to help other people with theirs and you know, to help inspire people to overcome their own abuse or abandonment, which, mm. as you know, in doing your work, my goodness, is just so common on this planet. Yeah. Abuse of various kinds, physical as well as sexual, sexual abuse of kids, yeah. which also happened to me. And then inspire people to recognize that, that we're all psychic. Uh, you know, I'm sure you believe that, too, that we all have mm-hmm. deja vu experiences, dreams coming Absolutely. through, or ESP, where and you know somebody's going to call. Right? Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. I think, too, Walter, going back to your point of the the, um, the abuse, it all comes from that, the old paradigm, the, the belief, the misinformation of being separate, the yeah. separation from God, source. And then it's manifested through relationships. And, of course, we all know it's easier to do harm the, the, the more separate we feel, the more we feel we're different or better than, um, which I do see in the awakening that's changing. And maybe books like yours, things like that coming out, helping people to, he, you know, heal. Yeah. Helping and then to that heal brings that up- part of themselves. Absolutely. And the way that I specifically focus most on in helping people to heal, it's what my Toltec shaman psychologist, a daughter of a Toltec shaman psychologist did, and that is really, really, really get in tune and love the little boy in me, five-year-old, six-year-old Walter, because when we're five years old and younger, um, many people have said we're the, we're the wisest we will ever be because we're still in tune with where we came from, which is the spirit world. But we're also just incredibly innocent and precious and beautiful and sweet. And all of us want nothing more than just to be loved. And pretty much all of us don't get enough. And so when we really tune into loving the five-year-old in ourselves with passion, seeing how very beautiful we were then and recognizing that, oh, that's me. I am that person still. And identifying with that person then, in spite of all the hard stuff I've been through and stuff that caused me to have decades of anger and feeling like a victim, in spite of all that shadow stuff, I've really learned to love Walter, little Walter, Mm. you know, and... And here's the big, big disconnect, I think, that I find in, in working with clients, and that is most of us find it really hard to say, I love you to our adult selves. Look in the mirror, look in our eyes and say, I love you, Walter, yeah. right? I couldn't do that for years. But when yeah. I finally looked Walter in the eyes in the mirror and I saw little Walter's eyes, oh, I loved him immediately because then I thought, oh, wow, beautiful. Right, because yeah. that is still me. And I think that's a lifelong process. I don't know about you, but yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> because we, right? Because I know for yes. me it is because you know sometimes we get going on an idea or a goal and we're out there in the world and then all of a sudden there's that kind of harsher harping part that comes out and it's like whoa 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 wait a minute compassion yep. love for where you're at where you how you got here what you're doing what you know. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, right. It's almost like re-imprinting, going over that old imprinting, you know, erasing yes. it, so to speak. And Yes. And then it especially comes up as a challenge when 
somebody is being mean to us or degrades us somehow, then it's hard for us to see ourselves as beautiful, (laughs) right? And yet that really helps to use that as a foundation. Then I can get over the fact that somebody else is having a bad day and was just mean to me, (laughs) right? Yeah, so true, so true. So we have a question in the chat. Um, Sue, she must have looked up your stuff. Sue, did you go to his website, which, by the way, people – is psychicwalter.com, right? Yes, that is, it is. Walter? Yes, okay. yes. Uh-huh. Also, uh, you pronounced my last name correctly. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I did? Zajac? Yes, Zajac. Oh, good. Thank you. Good, good, good. I was impressed. <laughs> yes. Um, let's see. Where is Walter from? USA State. No, I see he's from Germany. Is he still there? <laughs> yeah. That's the question now. I don't <laughs> no, think I'm in so, Los Angeles. No. I, uh, Los Angeles. I, okay. uh, That's what I thought. Yes. It looks like local number. Um <laughs> So let's dive. I love this kind of conversation where we can just go, go, go. Um, but let's find out a little bit. Well, how did you get from Germany to here? Yeah. And well, that's quite interesting. Sure. And then how you met yes. that your your teacher, therapist teacher, and then your own awakening to your own uh, yeah. psychic. And what I love too, you like so many. Uh, Walter, I know you'll appreciate this. The 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 children, the the companions we have. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember as a kid having that, and so did my brothers. And my parents would say something. And I said, cool. "Listen, we're seeing it. Don't say that, you know." And later, <laughs> I was a teacher in yeah. school, yeah, preschool, and kindergarten. Yeah. And I would, I would say, "Don't say you don't see because they're seeing it, you know." And I actually had one boy, Johnny Flores, who I came in later. I think this shift started at seven. I think mine was at like I came in at eight or nine, and he was already playing, and in the sandbox, you know, the, I don't know, Power Rangers, whatever they're doing, you know, the karate chopping, and he's he goes uh-huh. over and watches me get out of my car, and I come in and come by this sandbox, and hi Johnny, and he goes, Miss Michelle, he goes, what happened to your other car? I kid you not, Walter, and I said. Which one? He goes, the one you had last lifetime. Wow, cool. I said, yeah, and I said, oh, yeah. I'm not driving that one anymore. And he goes, okay. Yeah. And he goes off and does his karate chops. And I'm just, by the way, I don't not perceive his parents to be metaphysically at all. But, but yeah. you, you, just to your point earlier, we're so unfiltered and still connected to that aspect, that part of us. Yes. And when he walked away, I thought to myself, imagine if one of the other teachers, probably wouldn't have said it, he was so brilliant. Um, but adults shut it. Oh, what, what do you mean other car? I, I've only drive this car. No, he's right. In another lifetime, I did have another car. So, yes. you know, somehow we've got to give that space. Um, and you, you talk about that, you know, um, seeing different beings, having your companions, your friends, being very attuned mm-hmm. to that. I'm wondering how your parental figures and family, what was the reaction to that? They didn't know. You didn't say? say? No. You know, know, the the moment Ah. you bring something like that up and 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 get put down, especially by siblings. Yeah. Yeah. But let me just share what, 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 what. yeah, and and let me just share why, first of all, what you're speaking about, just to help the audience, is I had two imaginary friends 
in my childhood. And the, the, the novel starts um, 11 years after World War II had ended in Germany, and um, my city was still 50% uh, bombed out shells of buildings and rubble. Um, oh. Every major city in Germany was anywhere from 80 to 95% leveled by American and British bombers towards the end of the war. And um, so uh, um, and my, the population of my city went from 236,000 down to 50,000 in six years. And so the devastation was wow. uh, phenomenal and poverty. I didn't ride in a car until I was almost seven. So there were no opportunities. And um, in the book, you find out eventually that my 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 biological mother was dying of cancer. She knew for a year that she was, and she made arrangements for me to be sent to an orphanage. But from my perspective, it was, oh, cool, I get to go on a train ride. And they made me all excited about the train ride. And at the end of the train ride with the Red Cross lady and a walk through the country, I arrived at a place called orphanage, which was a word I'd never heard before. And they told me, you're never going home again. Right. And so I was just absolutely Whoa. devastated, completely powerless and lost total control of my life. And so the physical world became a place I couldn't couldn't stay in. And so I went to the psychic world, like you were saying, you know, I was uh, six, almost six, a couple of months before my sixth birthday. I was still in tune with the psychic world. And I already had two imaginary friends about whom I saw vivid details about a particular traumatic experience. I'll talk about the very first one that came in, the accident girl, Maria is her name in the book. I saw details of uh, leading up to an accident, a horrifying accident in a semi-truck with her father driving. She was, uh, her face was disfigured and uh, so many of the things I saw, real specific details over and over and over. Plus, I also interacted with this girl, this imaginary friend, and she, she was uh, in her teens, and so was the other one. And, and that also helped me, you know, just having imaginary friends that were a little bit older and wiser. And yet, um, she, both of them were going through amazingly traumatic experiences of their own, where they felt entirely and utterly alone, nobody else was there for them. And so we connected. And so then, um, you know, in my um, psychic awareness, as a kid, you know, the natural place to go, I played with them all the time in in waking state dream state and you know in that half aware state when you just woke up or you're 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 beginning to fall asleep and then um i spent a year in the orphanage and after a year i was adopted by an american military family and they were well to a couple they were abusive within weeks i was being spanked so hard that uh my bare bottom was bleeding and it got worse. So the imaginary friends became a vital part of my life because there wasn't anybody on my side. So, and here's the part that, that led to my uh, uh, finding myself and realizing that I'm psychic. And that is when I was 44, both of these imaginary friends became real women in my life. 
And the, the first one, I had gotten to know her. I'm making it brief. I'd gotten to know her on the phone for a few years. And, and I just, you know, she was the receptionist at a place that I called regularly in my job. And one day I made her laugh and we connected and we started talking personally. And it was a phone relationship. And after a few weeks, she told me I have something to confess. I was in a horrifying accident once and my face was disfigured. And she began telling the story of the accident. And I finished the story for her in detail in detail and then over the next few weeks i told her five things that she had never told another human about things that happened during before after the accident and uh, she felt completely um in tune and connected to me at first but then relatively quickly when i was telling her things she had never told another human i became frightening to her how could Walter know these things? And she literally said, she literally said, I, I can't trust you. This is too creepy. And I need to end this. And I think maybe you're crazy. How could you know this stuff if you're not crazy? Right. And, and so I was 44 at this point and had lived decades of my life saying, yeah, I, I, I got this. I got this. <laughs> I don't need any help. And friends who know me, you knew me well, were saying, dude, you need some help. <laughs> Because you just automatically knowing what I had been through, of course, I needed some help. And I had been avoiding it all this time. And this event of her cutting me off, it was almost as devastating as that first day at the orphanage, because that was my connection to who I am in my childhood, I thought, right? And so then I ended up with a psychologist who is the daughter of a Toltec shaman. And in case people don't know, Toltec shaman, the teachings of Don Juan by Carlos Castaneda, Don Juan Matus was a Toltec shaman. Carlos Castaneda became one in the process of writing those books. And then um, people know maybe uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, who wrote the Four Agreements. They're all Toltec shaman, shamans. <laughs> I don't know the plural, nobody does, I think. <laughs> so, and that, that shamanic tradition is something that goes back thousands of years in uh, Central and South America, and just massive wisdom. And people know that what a shaman does is goes to other realities and goes to other worlds yeah, and has experiences that are just... Yeah, and, and in fact, I, that's my teach. Yeah, I was yeah. trained and initiated as a shaman in my uh, Latin America and Mexico. Mexico. Awesome. That's uh, yeah. that tr- intermediary. I noticed that. Yeah, but um, she no, had had Walter, so many. Let me just finish this real quickly. She had had yeah. so many um, experiences with her father. He had taken her on these trips, and and when I told her my story, she said, "Oh my God! Compared to what my father has shown me, that's nothing." You're not crazy. You're psychic. And you being psychic is exactly how you took care of yourself. You found these two girls 15 years before they were even born in order to be your companions in the psychic world. Yeah, yeah you met with them. I mean, I would say the etheric or astral. So how did you, how did you um, meet her? How were you drawn to the counselor, the therapist? How did that, how did that part evolve? Through a friend, I had I actually tried two others before who just didn't res- did not resonate with me. And a friend of mine was seeing Venita is her name. She's okay with me talking about her. And he said, "Dude, you got to check her out." And the, you know that first session, I told her what happened, and she gave me comfort like I had never felt. Just just the concept of, "Dude, you're not crazy. You're psychic, and yeah. this is how you took care of yourself." That just it changed everything. 
I love that. Yeah, it's yeah. so important because a lot of um, therapists, I, I, I know when I was studying in uh, England and I was going yeah. through this Jungian program, dream therapy, Jungian, um, and it was fine. But Walter, I got to a certain level. You have to get your own counseling, which was great, learning about archetypes. And But, mm-hmm. you know, I came in psychically. I talked about it openly with the, the teacher, the director of the school, the therapist. But you get to a certain level, all of a sudden they turned it and said, now this could be delusional. And, you know, they started turning it on me like, you know, you can't really have this and then be this, this young and therapist. And I'm like, <laughs> I came in this way, you know, and I come in with predictions and then they come <laughs> yeah. true. But yeah. then before the prediction came through, you know what they would tell me? Well, this sounds like this fear or you're having some kind of anxiety about something or this could be delusional uh, thinking. And then I come back and say, here's the proof of this happened. They didn't quite know what to do, but, but long story short, I ended up not staying in the program. I only stayed in, I guess, a couple <laughs> of years. And then I realized yeah. I can't go further. So it's really challenging. It's good. We're talking about this because you have to find the right fit, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and unfortunately a lot of quote unquote, more conventional therapists, their training is to see this as something, like you said, crazy or pathological. It's actually pathology, you know. Yeah. So their training and, and their manual says they need to, you know, write this down, explore this. If it gets really bad, report this. You could be harmful. So good for you that you found someone. Um, you know, obviously you're very guided on your path, so you found someone that didn't, you know, judge or shame or shut, you know, uh, shut that down or Uh, push it more into the shadow material, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I hope uh, people listening to this kind of, you know, because I think therapy counseling is so great and so important on the path, but you have to find the right person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The person that you resonate with that speaks to your heart and how you see the Mm -hmm. world. Yeah. And mm, in my case, in it. my case, yeah, in my case, a, a, a regular psychologist wouldn't have helped me because they mm-hmm. wouldn't have taken into account the fact that, yes, I've had psychic experiences and that that's a part of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you know what's interesting? Because psychic, it comes from the Latin word psyche. And yes. psyche means soul in Latin. So it's the, so it's the really this ability to travel as a soul, the soul realm is in spirit realm. Yeah. And it's so interesting how that's, it's, that's been pushed or morphed out of meaning. It's looked at as something derogatory mm-hmm. or pathological. And it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's actually very common. I did a little bit of research on this in, in terms of uh, uh, what is the awareness of, 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 uh, sorry, how how much are people aware that they are psychic? And uh, there was a Gallup poll in 2001 that found that 50% of Americans believe in ESP. 50%, mm-hmm. so half at least. And then in, in 2002, yeah. CBS News did a, a poll where 57% believed in psychic phenomena like ESP and deja vu. So, and, and then, uh, you know, that's all, what, 20 years ago. So it, it, it's becoming more and more common. And it's so critical for us to be aware of that side of ourselves in order to truly understand who we are. Yeah. 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 
I remember when I modeled, my agent said, don't tell people you're psychic, you're going to scare them. Of course, I would tell Mm -hmm. people we talk about it. Just to your point, every single one, I don't care if it was a commercial, a film, a modeling gig, every single person, either at the, you know, sitting having lunch or come up to me later, to your point earlier about hearing, you know, knowing who's going to call, all had said they had a gut knowing, intuition. Some said, am I psychic? I, they, my grandma came to me or comes to me or I knew when she was going to die or I knew when my grandfather's nice. father died came to me. Or I, I, sometimes I just know who's calling or I think about someone they call. Some people yeah. had, were reading stuff on it. Some of them, a little unnerved or didn't know what to think, but most people, to your point, had some experience um, what do you think? I mean, it's changing slowly. I mean, even now, tarot, astrology, even designers are putting, you know, the major arcana on T-shirts because, you know, uh, <laughs> yes. millennia. Oh, yeah, and tarot, you've got it. Everything, it's becoming popular. Um, business people are trying to find a way, you know, to, you know, get in on it. But what do you think? Why is there, have you ever wondered that, that there is this kind of, taintedness to it, like a side eye, a glance, you know, something in, in, in more of the general populace or through the media. And to your point right. that people see that it, are, are intuitive or psychic or believe in this or have these experiences, why do you think we, it's not more, I guess, accepted? Primarily because, and this is actually something that I experienced and maybe people in the audience can relate to, and that is in spite of the fact that being in the psychic world in my very early years was comfort and uh, peace that I found and refuge, when I got into my teenage years, first of all, you don't talk about that kind of stuff, right? And especially not when I was a teenager, because your people would ridicule you. But what I also did was to just not really acknowledge it, even in my own awareness, and realizing that, Oh my God, that's a strange world. You know, since I had been out of touch with that world, I didn't feel like I had control in that world. I felt like if I went there, I was mm-hmm. diving into the unknown. And so that's incredibly uncomfortable and scary. The unknown is scary. And I think that happens to a lot of people where, heck no, I'm not going to again go into that world because I don't have experience there and I don't know what I'm doing. And holy smokes, what if I go crazy? Mm. And then move. So you think it's the control? Right? Oh, well, yeah. the, the lack of control, yeah. right? The lack of control the for all of, of us. We, okay. we need to feel like we are able to have choices, right? And if we go to a place where everything is, is uh, um, un, let's say unknown, then we don't feel like we have choices or control necessarily or power. And then Hollywood, you know, and TV, Hollywood, where we live, right? And that is, <laughs> there is almost never a movie that involves psychics that doesn't involve evil. And to me, that's crap. I know. Oh, crap. So crap. I know. <laughs> I don't watch those things. They scare me. And I live I yeah. in this Oh, I don't I Absolutely. I refuse. Them, right? mm-hmm. oh. I refuse to watch those things because, you know, okay, yeah, if, if any of us wants to experience the lack of godliness, then we can experience that in physical life and we can experience it in the psychic world. But we still have a choice. We have a choice. Right. Right. That's so powerful. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think what you're saying, too, it's just for our listeners, is like just to pause, I mean, especially like work, anybody you're working with, whatever, it is their resonance, how do you feel? And maybe like even like you talking about this more through your book, it's like helping people get even more comfortable with that part of themselves because it is a natural part. It is. Yeah. And another thing that I really like to, well, it's, it's something that really helped me and I definitely bring it into every session that I do with clients. And that is, it's one of my favorite quotes from an, a, an American poet named Albert Hubbard, who said this way back in the middle 1800s, don't take life too seriously. You'll never get out of it alive. And to well, me, that says, that came from, attributed, yeah. oh, you'll never get out alive. I love it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and to me, to me, that says, dude, if you're going to have fun, do it now. And that's what I teach yeah. people all the time. And that is this moment. This moment is all we have. And, you know, we all want happiness and we're projecting it into, well, once I get that, I'll be happy. Once I do this, I'll be happy. But the truth is you, you can't be happy for then. You can only be happy now because now is the only time you can make a choice or have any power. Now is all you have. You can't even make a choice for three minutes from now until it's three minutes from now. And so if we're going to be happy, figure out some way somehow to be happy about anything at this moment. And for me, that Mm. magical formula is gratitude, gratitude. Be grateful for anything that you can think of at this moment, whether it's in my own life or if somebody is really bugging me right now. If I think of something that I'm really grateful to them about, then they don't bother me as much. And my heart's open, then their heart's probably going to open. And when our hearts open to each other, then we have a nice time. Yeah. I think even sometimes for me, even the the more challenging or difficult or I perceive as horrible, tra- the more I try to bring in gratitude, look around quickly and see. Yeah. You yep. know, it really harnesses. Yeah. Um, now, one thing, Walter, I wanted to ask you, in the title, you say they came and then you say beyond deja vu. Yeah. Talk because about the, it that was... part. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the way uh, deja vu is French and loosely translated, something it's along the lines of being here again, right? I'm experiencing okay. this again, right? And for most people, it's, it's an experience of a dream coming true or a vision coming true. And um, mm-hmm. that those are in the future. And the reason I say beyond deja vu is that I was tuning into these two imaginary friends 15 years before they were born. Mm, and, and, yeah. and then the fact that they became actual physical people in my life. So, yeah, beyond deja vu. Now, do you feel that you knew them before also, or was it more of a you're going to be meeting them, or do you feel that it was an interconnected past, present, future kind of thing? Like, obviously, you were connecting with them you know, astrally and preparing you astrally, etherically to yes. connect at some point on the, the physical plane. Um, but do you feel like that there was a, a path, I guess because of the deja vu component or future? Because it's really, you kind of had both going there, it seems like. Yes. You know, and then truly, Einstein said it over 100 years ago that there is no time and it's been proven experimentally, scientifically ever since that there really isn't. And so time goes in both directions if there is no actual time. And so all Mm -hmm. possibilities at all times. 
Um, I'm not sure what you're asking when, when you ask, did I know them before? I'm, my feeling is absolutely I knew them in previous lifetimes. Yes. Yeah, right. that's what I meant. Previous life, yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah, absolutely. It felt when you were telling me that, as as you, because you got more detailed into, into it than what I um, had the yeah. write up that I had, but it felt like um, this reconnection. Also, you now what? And what did you feel like when a woman put in, it's so interesting because it's happened so much. I've had similar experiences where. Some people get it, and there's like a connection. I've had people that same thing that we complete each other, and they're and because they're on a similar path or same path, mm-hmm. they understand it, you know. And I did this, you did that, this happened, you know. And then there are some that it's just I wonder why they didn't. They're not at the same path or can't handle it or understand it, which it sounds like in that one situation you had that. Um, and did you just part? Did the two of you part ways? Yeah. Absolutely, and that happened with both of them. Six months later, I met the other one, and I was also able to tell her things that she had never told anybody. And she also, after a few weeks, just needed to completely sever the relationship because what does one do with that kind of information, right? And and you know, and and I suppose what do yeah. I, do? It, it, I say stick around because I want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But you know, and so like you we had talking, obviously uh, some kind of. Obviously, there was some kind of mission there, maybe for you to just deliver the message. There must yeah. have been some kind of that's, purpose that's or mission, felt. do you think? Mission yeah. to them, mm-hmm. I think that's what you mean, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, for both of them, I brought um, a, a, a highly increased spiritual awareness into their life, right? Of, oh, my God, yeah. what the hell is this? What's that? Yeah, exactly. Right? And so then I'm positive, <laughs> you know, and I haven't had contact with them, but I'm positive that ever since both of them have been highly aware of what happened and, and aware of their own spirituality and, and awakening on some level. Yeah. And you never know. Sometimes yeah. that plants something that later it's like, oh, or, you know, the, the, that, that can, no matter, you know, how much later. Um, did yes. you feel some kind of way about it? Did you have a, any when that happened, was it a bit sad or devastating or were devastating, you... devastating. Yeah. Absolutely. You, got I, you know, and like... well, yes, absolutely. You know, like way beyond close because I didn't at first recognize them as, um, my, uh, um, imaginary friends, but like you were talking about a couple of minutes ago, when, when you know somebody recognize them from maybe a previous life or previous psychic experiences, you just feel yeah. it. And it goes, it goes way, way beyond the exchanges that you've had in the physical world. And so, yes, yeah. that was there. Right. But yeah, absolutely. When they cut me off, absolute devastation. And then also because I had lived my life as a victim, I hadn't gone through therapy yet. And so I really felt that the universe, they, God was messing with me again, again. Yeah, right? yeah. like why would you do this? Why would you yeah. bring the, the the people that I saw and was hanging out with, playing with, and then boom, this happened? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the beautiful thing is, the beautiful thing is, I probably would have waited many more years before I sought a psychologist in order to find healing. And so, literally, and the first one is was enough. The accident girl, when I met her in real life, and she cut me off, it was enough for me to to realize I need some help. I can't handle this alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, there isn't. It was both of you, like a trigger, like for something. That, you know, each one. Um, spirit does do that. We do that. You know, yeah. all that is God. It is, you know, place. You never know. It's like you delivered your messages, and then they yeah. got you at a certain point on your path to make a certain decision and, um, you know, go yes. in a certain direction on your path as well. Oh, yeah. gosh. And now, as you're saying this, yeah. it would be fascinating to find yeah. out where they are with that, both of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's um, it's amazing how that happens. I'm surprised. I'm sure it happens more and we don't totally get into it, but the times that that's happened to me, it's been so interesting and so rewarding that now that we're talking yeah. about it again, I'm thinking, why? Sometimes it's it happens and it's so pronounced. And then other times it's just like a feeling that you know somebody, knew someone, or there's yeah. a four-dimensional connection. Um, but it's not as obvious or where you're sitting talking about it. But, but you can feel it. Yeah. You can sense it. Yes, absolutely. And I'm sure you've experienced this. I have recognized people from my future. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, you meet them and you just know that we're going to be close and and, yeah. and, and and see events that I had dreamt about, future events. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Or you have visions or dreams and then you're like, yes. oh, this is other dem- This is coming in. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah you can write. <laughs> like, yeah. You yeah. can just see it coming in. Um, yeah, it's so good to talk to someone about this because it's uh, – <laughs> Nice. It's fun, but not a lot of people, you know, have this experience. And it's, um, I had, well, I got to share with you. I got to share with you. I know we're going over, but okay. I had one to your kind of the same with yours. Um, mm-hmm. This person I met years ago in Chicago, Marty Raisman, you would know this. He, he's totally fine with me sharing this. And I was studying Kabbalah at the time, different places. And I, he had a, was in a group. Kabbalah and I kind of different, you know, they would meet Fridays and do stuff. And uh, he wrote, I don't remember how I actually met him, but we kept looking at each other like, I know he's going somewhere or something. We actually even went to the museum one time. And, you know, you have the different displays like Babylonian time, Egyptian. We would stand in front of that thing and look and go, maybe, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> At wow. the time, my car was – something was always happening. I don't know. I'd, I'd go someplace or I'd take my car in. He'd, oh, I'll, I'll pick you up and we can go to lunch. And, you know, if you want me to take you back to get your car, fine. All these different things, different kinds of – or, oh, we're, you're going there too? Oh, you want to get a ride with me? He was always giving me rides for some reason, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and by the way, just Clint, he liked to smoke a lot of pot and um, no judgment. I don't know if you, she still is, but – so one day, after giving me all these rides, I tell him I'm going to Europe. Driving around, I'm going to Europe for a few years. I said, oh, I'm you know, going to be leaving and going to the airplane pack, you know, whatever. And he said, oh, I'll give you a ride. I said, okay. So he, he picks me up. I got all my suitcase. We go to this metaphysical bookstore that I used to do readings, and just to kill time because we were so early. And we're looking at crystals, looking at books. All of a sudden, he's on one side of me looking at books. I'm on the other side. And we look and we go, it was the car. I go, the car, you were wearing a Hawaiian shirt. He goes, I was driving. I said, yes, you had been drinking. He goes, I'm so sorry. I pulled off the road and you, I killed. And I go, you killed me. 
I had had this reoccurring dream in this lifetime uh-huh. come through past lives. Yeah. You know what he told me? He goes, I have been praying to tell the person that I did that to that I'm so sorry. <laughs> and wow. we had been driving. I gotten out of the army and I hitched a ride. Hence, he was always giving me rides. I hitched a ride off the base or wherever I was going. And yeah. he gave me a ride and he'd been drinking. It was an old fashioned convertible car, whatever, 30s or whatever. We went over and I died. He didn't die, but I died. Yeah. So you know what I told him? After we, we, we did whatever we were doing. We had the benefits and we're talking back and forth right before we get in the car. And I looked. I said, you don't smoke any pot. I don't want to repeat. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You better not be yeah. smoking any pot. <laughs> <laughs> but how beautiful that he recognized. Yeah. And we yeah. couldn't figure it out for the longest time that we knew each other for a few years. Yeah. Two, I think it was about two years. And then wow. all of a sudden, and I thought, listen, if I didn't know anything, fine, boom, I'm dead. But now that I know you had the drinking thing and now you do a lot of pot, don't smoke any pot while we're drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. yeah. Right? Wow, that's beautiful. I mean, yeah, that's beautiful. That's powerful, too. Yeah. That that both of yeah, you had that experience. It was like powerful for your... him, too. Yes, because of the, the – obviously, he had a very strong energy because he had yeah. been – for I don't know lifetimes you said I've been praying and praying to apologize and I'm like I'm, I'm like I'm like fine I was out you know gone boom yeah, but let's not repeat yeah. it this time yeah. story yeah but I'm wondering why that doesn't happen more you know obviously we all connect I'm sure you and I have known each other you know there's a connection yeah. yes. a lot of connections even the conversations yes. and the but why um, it doesn't happen more continually and consistently consciously, I guess. My impression is it's simply a matter of awareness. You know, in other words, there's a fleeting moment Mm. of recognition and most of us just suppress that and it doesn't go any further. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Because, again, because that's scary because that's an unknown world and we don't know if we have power there, right? Yeah. And then what the heck if I, if I, and even that sense of, if I give somebody else that credibility that, oh, my God, I think I've known you in a past life, then most of us, you know, especially since we come, many of us from the corporate world, we think somehow that that person's going to have power over us if we give them that information. Yes. So, oh. oh, my right. God. That is so <laughs> true and so not yeah. true. I mean, it's so like, <laughs> a lie, right? I mean, but you're right. Yeah. People assume that there's, I mean, I'm sure you've had people tell you, reading my mind, you know, it's like, yeah, right? I wish I could right now, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Walter, where can your book is it Amazon? Where can people yes. find you and connect yes, with you? Again, the book is They Came Beyond Deja Vu. It's available in paperback and Kindle and an audio book that I narrate on oh. Amazon. Yes. And oh, you can you find me voice. and my Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and you can find yeah. me my at psychicwalter.com. Oh, great, great. I mean, I, I know it's a good read. Just a little bit that I uh, received a look at. It was yeah. really um, impactful, but also light. You bring a lightness, which is nice, kind of a playful yes. fun, you know? Yes, we have really, to laugh. really, really nice. <laughs> Yeah, really Absolutely. refreshing. Yeah, we do, don't we? Probably need to yeah, more. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Oh, 
Walter, it's great to connect with you and uh, your sharing. And this was really a great conversation. Um, I had a good time. Thank you, very... Michelle. Yeah, Please. me as well. Yeah. You take good time. Till next time. Okay, sweetie. Thank you. <laughs> take care. Bye. Bye. Take care. Hey, everyone. Okay, in case you didn't get the name, everything's in the description box, but that was Walter Zajac. And um, you can find info at psychicwalter.com. And you touched on his book, They Came Beyond Deja Vu, which I love that. I didn't know the actual meaning of deja vu. Very, very cool. And you guys are very cool. I love you all so much. Thank you for co-creating this with me. Uh, If you have guests, suggestions, topic suggestions, uh, questions you want answered on air, please email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Shout out to Sadie who keeps everything going. Uh, Yes, Sue in the chat, very interesting experience for Walter. Yeah, very. um, So for me, remember, connect with me, YouTube, Instagram, um, if you want to do deeper dive into metaphysics and spiritualism, Patreon. And if you want to really empower, manifest as your soul, connect with me through Synergy. You can find out more about Synergy, higher frequency living through manifesting as your soul uh, course. Eight sessions, seven sessions, and then the eighth session, we're going to be doing some deep dives. Tune in. We'll see what the guides have prepared. Um, You can find out more information by going to soulplayground.life and clicking courses and events. And uh, read up on it. See if it resonates with you. Um, I'm going to be sharing more of what I'm doing. Sometimes I forget and people say, oh, you didn't remind me, or I'm glad you reminded me. So I'm getting better at it. And again, all things awakenings, awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. All right, loveys, lots of love and light to you. And um, keep shining bright, share your insights, keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.